a playlist original. Coming soon. Coming soon. This is so much coming to video. Coming soon to 4K Blu-ray. A playlist original. This is the Films at Home podcast, your source for everything home entertainment. Hey everyone, Jeff here from Films at Home. Thanks for coming back to the Films at Home podcast today. Whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening to the audio in your favorite podcast app, I appreciate all of the support. Today we got a great guest, Ken from Mid-Level Media. Ken has a YouTube channel, Mid-Level Media, which he's been doing since 2019. He's been collecting Blu-rays since 2016 and has gotten pretty heavily into like Vinegar Syndrome and some of the boutique stuff lately. So I'll talk to him all about YouTube and this community and what's going on with um, you know being a YouTuber and starting out on YouTube, putting your face out there. Very interesting conversation there. But then we'll talk about his favorite releases, some things going on in the industry with Disney. We'll talk bootleg Blu-rays because that apparently is a very hot topic that I brought up just purely by chance, not knowing it was going to be such a hot topic. So we talk about that and clear the air there and you know just have a great conversation about movies and physical media and what we enjoy and what we like. So Ken's a super cool dude, family guy like me who just you know wanted to start a YouTube channel and talk about his passion. So I appreciate him. I'm so glad I finally got him on. I should have had him on way earlier, but a lot of you guys probably know him. If you don't, get to know him here in the interview. So here's Ken from Mid-Level Media. So sit back, relax, enjoy the interview, and I'll talk to you all at the end all right everyone here's our interview i've got ken from mid-level media ken thanks for joining today happy to happy to finally have you on the podcast i don't know what took me so long i should have done this earlier that's on me yeah 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 i think you sent me an invitation like um a year ago or something i just yeah i thought my i thought it got lost in the mail or something so no, i've been i think i did patiently yeah i did and it's just like i i, I sent them out and then i was like oh shit i never what happened to Ken? I was supposed to have him. I like, I don't know. It got so crazy. And then I had like other people popping up who wanted to come on and I don't know. It just got nuts, but I'm glad I finally smartened up and got you on here because Absolutely, man. well worth it. And I was on your channel. I think, Oh God, how, how long does that go back? A uh, year ago? It's, it's been a couple of years. Yeah. It's been a couple of years. I, I was think say, uh, you were getting ready to have your, your, your kid. First um, kid. When, when you came on your first kid. Your first okay, kid. so he's uh, yeah, so, he's twenty months next week. So yeah, just about. So you've gone through quite a few life experiences since I've last talked to you, for sure. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, we one kid, then now two kids, and we moved, and yeah, it's been yeah. a whole. Yeah, the life experiences just feel like they never stop coming, but hopefully it's it's slowing down now. We can get yeah. back to normal. But no, man. Um, in all seriousness, thank you so much for the invite. I'm honored to be on the films at home podcast so thank you so much for having me here <laughs> yeah of course um so i i know you well and i think a lot of people listening or watching this probably know you as well but um you know give me give me give me a little background give me your 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 elevator pitch here who's who's ken who's mid-level media what are you all about what do you do where can people find you well um so i do have a youtube channel and um, you know, I talk, I talk a lot about Blu-rays and, and movies and a mixture of both. I do a lot of, a lot of different kind of collecting based content, um, on the channel. I actually started, um, I think you did as well, like on Instagram, uh, yeah. just kind of posting stuff about movies and new mm -hmm. releases. And when I started getting on Instagram to talk about movies, I didn't intend for it to be a collection page of any kind. I was, I was buying Blu-rays and DVDs then, but it, it wasn't that 
in depth. Um, that just kind of developed over time as you see, start to see this whole like world of collectors and people showing off this really cool stuff from, I didn't know (laughs) what aero video or screen factory was before like 2016. Um, I was just buying Blu-rays at Walmart. So kind of started on there and, um, you know, it's tough at first, but I I felt I needed to kind of push myself and get myself out there in the, the YouTube space and start showing my face and talking about the stuff that I'm passionate about. So that's, that's kind of, uh, my origin story in a way. Yeah. I had a, a similar, that's, I just was on Instagram and I knew nothing. And then I was like, the hardest part is kind of putting yourself, you put yourself out there on Instagram and that's one thing. And then you're like, I had a hard time with the YouTube thing, like putting myself out there. Cause it took a couple of years oh, yeah. bef- before I was like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll put my face out there and, you know, do this. Cause it is tough. I don't think people realize that, but like, it takes a lot of like self confident. I mean, you gotta be really confident in yourself to be able to put yourself out there for the and, internet. And I you know. am not. Yeah, all. I wasn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely wasn't either. So yeah, it, it's, it's gotten a lot better. Thankfully, yeah. like I've, you get more comfortable with it over time, but that was, that was definitely hard for me when I started too. Um, cause Instagram, you know, you sort of just take the picture of, you know, whatever the new release is and yeah. you're kind of faceless. You got an account, but like, you know, nobody really yeah. knows you. You don't put yourself out there as much. The YouTube thing is a next level step. Yeah. And I, I was always fascinated by the Blu-ray hunts. And when I discovered mm-hmm. those, like the, the cool duders and wet movie and Durant cinema, <laughs> I was like, yep. Oh, this is really cool. It's like, I, I feel like I could do something like that. So that's kind of where I got started. Um, on YouTube and I would do them like maybe once a week and then it just started going into unboxings and then talking about movies. And I even did the just straight up movie reviews at first. I was just doing all kinds yeah. of different stuff. Like I remember going to see, uh, the lighthouse, um, and then coming home and doing a movie review of that. So doing a lot of random things at first, and then it kind of just pushed more so into physical media only. So when, when did you actually start on you? Was it like, I want to like 2019 ish it yeah i would say 2019 um so i thought i took i had a couple of cold starts like i I think i did an unboxing in like 2017 of something (laughs) yeah and then i didn't do anything else until 2019 i think i went to get aquaman and pet cemetery on 4k did a video Mm -hmm. of that and then didn't do anything else for like six months so uh, it took me a little bit to get ramped up and going I'd say the pandemic is when I probably shifted things into high gear. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's roughly around the time I got some real traction too, which is interesting. I don't know if it was just because everybody was at home and all of a sudden they were like, Oh, I guess I should break out some DVDs or, you know, nothing's in theaters. So, well, you know, let's buy some of my favorites and, and watch them at home. But yeah, it's interesting that kind of, that kickstarted, uh, my channel too. I'd been going for like three years and like, it was, it was going and it was going and I was kind of just grinding away and like nothing really blew up, but that, yeah, whatever happened during the pandemic. And then just the last couple of years have just been, I mean, physical media wise, I can't even keep up. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's helped too. It's been insane. Combination of people were at home, they were getting money to blow and <laughs> they yeah. were looking for True. ways to spend it. Yeah, I think stimulus checks over at Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. No, that was that was interesting that that all came together. But I mean, it's um 
the last the last couple of years i mean i i see all the stuff behind you if the if people are watching i mean that's just boutique mania right there i mean i love it all the arrow video stuff i see some vinegar syndrome back there i mean it's been an incredible couple of years and i know it's not maybe yeah. the i say we're not we're not in the age of mass consumerism anymore like they're not selling millions of copies but boy what we're getting is like I don't know if you feel the same way, but it just feels top notch, like for collectors. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Like I'd, I'd never seen anything like this stuff before. Yeah. Like I said, I was just buying the new releases in Walmart on DVD and, and Blu-ray. And, uh, you know, we had a Suncoast video for a while that shut down mm. and, you know, FYE. But other than that, like I wasn't seeing this kind of boutique stuff until around 2017, uh, 2016, 2017. And I st- I think I saw my first Scream Factor at Walmart. It was Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, oh, yeah. And I was like, I remember that movie from when I was a kid. I remember <laughs> renting that off the video. I've been a horror fan my whole life since I was like nine or ten. So I remember going to the video store and just renting the entire horror section out over the course of like a summer. Um, so I remember titles like House, Creep Show mm-hmm. 2, and I started to see those like pop up. Uh, and I'm like, what's Arrow Video, Screen Factory? Like, what's all this? And then as I started to dive deeper, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Uh, and then yeah. it just becomes addicting and you just get. <laughs> and I, I keep, I feel like I keep going further and further down the rabbit hole because it's like at first you're like, oh, there's like 10 of these boutique labels. And then you discover there's like 150 of them. <laughs> right. And you keep no, wanting it's... to dive deeper and deeper. Yeah. You you know, you said, you said you dove right in. I mean, you really, I I, I still haven't surfaced. So it's, uh, (laughs) it's wild. You're right. I started the same way. Like, and most of these labels, they didn't even like arrow videos. I think like 2012 or something, screen factories, like 2014 in there. Like they, they got sort of a late start into Blu-ray. So it's really picked up lately, but yeah, you go from like scream and arrow and you're like, I'm the horror fan too. So I'm like, well, man, they got all these cool slashers and they got Sleepaway Camp and Silent Night, Deadly Night and all these awesome movies that like nobody else is doing a good job with. And now all of a sudden you're buying like obscure mid 2000s shot on video, like $5,000 budget horror movies. And it's like, oh boy, like rabbit hole is is maybe an understatement. We're like, we're deep. We're through the rabbit hole. We're into Wonderland at this point. Yeah, and I've I've recently got, well, over the last year and a half, got bit by the vinegar syndrome bug. Yeah. And I was it's so I was so against it <laughs> at first because um, I'm like, oh, that's just trash whore and, and pretty packaging. That's stuff that, you know, in 20 years, they'll be putting out Dollar Tree titles, like straight to Walmart stuff. Um, mm. But then, you know, I started to pay attention to them. Well, they put out Dead Heat last year on 4K, which is a movie I kept mm-hmm. getting recommended to me. So I checked that out. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. Um, but then, like once they announced Amityville. Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre 2, Roadhouse, um, Freeway, then Sidekicks. That was the real thing that got me because like, that was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Um, I, I did not grow up watching The Karate Kid. Um, I, I grew up watching Sidekicks. <laughs> huh. So okay. um, I didn't watch The Karate Kid for the first time until like, I think three or four years ago. Damn. But I love Sidekicks with Chuck Norris and Jonathan Brandis. It's all yeah. I watched. That was my karate well, did you, kid. Did you grab Showgirls too? I, I pre-ordered as soon as they put it up. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm all in on the VSUs. I've got the the first five now. So it's like, I don't yep. care what they put out. I'm getting them at this point. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They really, they really hook you. I mean, they're, yeah. I mean, t- to be fair, some of it, 
some of it is like <laughs> you know you said trash horror i mean yeah it kind of is yeah. <laughs> some, some of it really is like this stuff is rough but they can be fun to sort of just like i don't know put on if you got friends to watch it with and you just like get a couple of drinks and you just realize this is going to be a whacked out you know this is not serious you can have yeah. some fun with them but yeah they, that's where they kind of sold me too was i i had picked up a couple over the years i had a handful of them but um yeah amityville texas chainsaw um the the showgirls i pre-ordered immediately i pre-ordered all of their like halfway to black friday stuff on 4k so yeah. um it's i'm waiting for all that it's just the different feel i don't know it's exciting it's like some of these movies yeah. i don't even know but every single month i'm like on the vinegar syndrome site at noon mm-hmm. when they update i'm like what are they putting out sometimes it's yeah. nothing i'm too interested in and sometimes it's like three or four titles like from beyond was another like really cool one yep. that they announced along, that one with, too. along with sidekicks and the job that they're doing they're the they're working 4k like all their stuff just looks amazing like i thought arrow yeah. was good it's like right up there with arrow to me yeah in terms i mean of they just have yeah they just have that like I feel like they're like they're film preservationists and film restorationists like first and then this stuff sort of comes second. Like they really do anything that's shot on film, like I an incredible, incredible job. Um so yeah, I give them all the credit in the world as much as they're hurting my wallet lately. Yeah. <laughs> they're really hurting. But um, you know, they, they launched that rewards program, which is nice too. So you can at least, you know, try to trade some, <laughs> some credits in for movies while you're spending hundreds yeah, of dollars I got, on the site. I only got to use $5, um, <laughs> yep. the other day, but yeah, that's a, that's been a cool thing. They really do like for collectors. I feel like and they're I was, coming a, I was this way. close to doing the subscription this year, but I yeah, backed out I have, on I've never done minute. that. I had some people kind of scare me out of it. They're like, you know, that's just going to be a bunch of crappy titles. You're not going to want to watch. I'm like, yeah, that's but the thing that I'm still interested though. So I don't know. I, I know. I, I'm, I'm building myself up. I might do it next year. I might do it next it year. Sounds like you're gonna, sounds it's, like you're sold because it's like not it. only that, but all the partner label stuff I'm starting to look yeah. at and pay attention to as well. And you get discounts on all that. So I, I feel like I'd be saving money. For doing, by doing yeah that. you probably i mean if, if you're buying enough i think for sure you could save with that i mean yeah you'd probably you'd probably get a few that you're like all right you know that's a, a stinker but <laughs> you know it'd be worth yeah. it for if you're getting into the partner labels i mean that's another talk about a rabbit hole i mean i've been getting into like i like the american genre film archive stuff because it's just it's just wacky there. I actually started buying from them before I ever bought a vinegar syndrome title. Cause they have some really unique stuff, but, um, the, uh, their, their partner label program. I mean, I, we talked to Justin who runs that on the podcast and he's like, yeah, we have like 16 labels now. And like, we're bringing on like four or five more and we got 30 titles releasing in May. And I'm like, Oh it's my crazy. God, like how's anybody keeping up? But okay. what a time to be alive. Yeah. And that, and so, that, and the stuff goes quick too, uh, on oh. some of it. Like I wanted that Bret Hart documentary, and I missed yeah. out on it because it went in like ten hours. So when they announced um, this title right here, uh, oh, <laughs> I made sure no. I jumped on this one immediately. I was just about to say that's the <laughs> one that I'm kicking myself that I missed out on. I could still get yeah. it, but you can't get it with the, the N64. Like how freaking cool is this? Like I, I, I just I never would have thought. Like I. That's all I did when I was a kid was play Golden Eye and 64. And to get a slip cover, it's like right. my life has come full circle. 
<laughs> yeah. So the for for the listeners, it's a goal. It's a documentary about Goldeneye. Yeah. Which I think if you're if you're roughly if you were born anywhere in the eighties or early nineties, like yeah, you played the shit out of Goldeneye. Yeah. Um, that was what everybody played, and it came with this slipcover that literally makes it look like a like an N sixty four package cartridge, like fresh off the shelf in nineteen ninety eight, which is incredible. Yeah, that's the coolest thing. Yeah, so I am very jealous. I just totally missed. I didn't think they'd go that fast. I'm like, I know they got a fan base, but like, how many people are going to buy a documentary about Goldeneye? And then I saw the slipcover and I was like, oh shit, that's why they're going to sell so fast. And then I missed it. By that point, it was already gone. Yeah, I learned my lesson with that that Bret Hart documentary. So I snatched it real quick. Yeah. So when did you, um, when did you start collecting? You've been collecting your whole life or... Um, you know, yeah, is there a format and time when you got in? I mean, not in the way that I collect now. I would, I would put my current collecting at about 2016, 2017. See, okay. I, I mean, I've been buying DVDs since I was a kid, but I never considered it collecting, you know, yeah. because that's your only option back then. We didn't have streaming back when I was growing up. So buying VHS right. tapes and, and DVDs and stuff is, is all you have. So I, I had a collection of about six, 700 uh, DVDs in 2016. And I had the idea to go digital, um, at that time I was like, all right, this is the way it's going. So I I sold off most of the DVDs. Um, and then after about two months, I was like, all right, I want to go back to buying physical copies again. Uh, cause Mm -hmm. I had like 15 movies. Most of them were like Disney cause my kids are little and um, you know, something to play for them. I was into video yeah. games hardcore for a long time too. So I wasn't as into movies. Uh, so I got a pretty big like Xbox 360 and PS3 collection and stuff like that. Um, but then got into collecting Blu-rays hardcore again in about 2016, 2017. So what, what was the deciding factor there? What was the shift? You, you know, you were going to go digital. What made you, what made you come back to the light side? I don't know. I just, at heart, I guess I'm just always a person that wants the physical copy of my hand. Um, mm-hmm. So I was just like, ah, this is cool, I guess, to have all this stuff on here. But like, what's going to happen? Because I didn't understand really how it worked back then. I was like, what's going to happen right. when I upgrade my console? Like, can I carry all this stuff with me? And what's going to happen if this service shuts down? And I just had all these thoughts. I was like, if I really want these movies, I got to actually own them. Um, so it kind of sucks. I lost, uh, there are some DVDs in that, that I would have loved to have kept. I had this 10th anniversary clerks box set that I wish I didn't get rid of. I did thankfully keep my nightmare on Elm street box set up there. Uh, DVD box set yep. and a few of my horror titles. But besides that, I, I gave everything else away. Damn. So yeah, so you just kind of started fresh essentially yeah. and you just, now, I still have a lot right of my v- VHS tapes. Thankfully, I didn't give those away. Okay. I still got about 100 of those. Um, that's been a crazy resurgence, too, the VHS thing. That's nuts. I was buying them for like a dollar or two three or four years ago. Went out the, yeah. about a year ago and saw The Thing in half price books for 10 bucks on VHS, yeah. and it wasn't even a good copy. It was all mangled right. up. I was like, what the hell's going on? Um, yeah, the, the horror VHS especially has just like become... I don't know what it is about us horror people. We just want to collect everything that's horror related. Yeah. <laughs> books, vinyl, VHS, DVD, blue. I mean, I've got like every copy of, you know, like Halloween. Like I kept like no other movie will I keep like the VHS and the DVD and every copy I've ever owned. But yeah. like some of these horror movies I love, but that, that VHS resurgence is, 
is crazy. So good for you for keeping them because I'm sure you got a few gems in there now. Yeah. Any any really good ones? Um, I mean, I've got a couple of the Star Wars trilogy sets, like the gold one special edition from back in the day. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if that's worth anything, but just a bunch of random stuff. Like I got some Adam Sandler movies like Billy Madison and, <laughs> and Wedding Singer and a lot of horror stuff. I, I've got like five or six Friday the 13th tapes and um, nice. just whatever I could find back in the day. Like I was always shopping at Suncoast and some of the other stores to... I never ordered anything online until probably 2003 or 2004. I'd always go to the store. So it was just whatever I could find. So I've got all these like franchises, horror franchises that are incomplete because I could just never find them on VHS. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't until they released like box sets and DVD form that I actually owned the entire series. Right. So what made you, um, what made you shift to uh, Blu-ray? Cause there's a lot of people out there who are still, you know, especially you had so many DVDs. A lot of people still buy DVDs. Yeah. Um, I, like, what was the, did you get a new TV? Was it a new, was it a console update? Like, what was the shift? Well, uh, like I said, I was I was into gaming, like, first and foremost. So, I got my Plasma HD TV, I think, in 2006. And it was, like, a 42-inch, and it cost, like, $2,500 or something. Yeah, I was going to say, that must have been um, expensive then. And that's when I got my 360. So, I was playing a lot of games and wasn't really paying attention. I, I went to go see new movies in the theaters and stuff like that, but wasn't as paying attention to, like, movies and stuff. And when Blu-ray came along, I, I bought a few on Black Friday um, mm-hmm. like Cloverfield and Tropic Thunder and stuff like that. But I wasn't into, I was, I was still very much in the camp of, you know, DVD's good enough. It looks good on my TV. I don't need the, the HD for everything. Cause the Blu-rays were like, I think 30 bucks or something at that time, like yeah. regular price. So I was good with DVD for a while. And it wasn't until I sold off all my DVDs and I, I kept my Blu-rays. I think at that time I had like maybe 20 or 30 Blu-rays I'd kept through the years. Um, but when I got back into it, like Blu-rays were pretty affordably priced, like back in 2016. So I was like, all right, yeah. I'm just going to collect Blu-ray now. Cause that's kind of the definitive formats. Um, and then a little bit later, 4k started to jump in there <laughs> and I had the same thoughts. I was like, well, I'm sure 4k looks nice, but, um, Blu-ray is just fine. I don't need 4k, but then I started to jump into 4k too. Yeah, I was, uh. I, I kind of did the same thing. I'll be honest, back back in 2015, 2016, that's around when the first 4K discs came out, I think. And I was like pretty, if you had asked me then, I would have been like, oh, this is, this is so unnecessary. These Blu-rays look yeah. so good. We don't need this. Like, I don't think this is ever going to take off. Like, you know, can the human eye even see? And then... I guess you kind of do that research about it. I mean, I still, I don't know how you feel when you review some of these discs, but a lot of them, I still feel like the big selling point is the, the HDR versus, you know, maybe the the resolution upgrade. I just think that if it's done right, can, if it's done wrong, it can really screw up a movie, but if it's done right, it like, that's where I'm, I'm like, okay, this is, this is why we have this format. Sometimes it, it adds depth to the picture in a way it almost makes you feel like you're you're watching an actual not 3d image but you know it just makes you feel like you're watching something that has some weight to it that's what that's what i like about it whereas you put a blu-ray in and it just kind of looks a little flat a little muted especially in comparison to a 4k with good hdr yeah that's that's sort of i feel i feel the same way there is like a little bit of a it's like that 
realistic feel to it. There's something there. There's something yeah. tangible, like off the screen that isn't, yeah. yeah, DVD and Blu-ray can be, I mean, they certainly can look great, but a lot of them can be very flat. And yeah. if you're investing in, you know, if you get the TV and you got the 4K and the HDR, the, it, the upscaling, you know, there's some stuff you can do there. But man, that that true 4K with HDR, like, yeah, I mean, that's that's what sold me. I think yeah. the first one I saw was, oh boy, if I go way, way back, uh, maybe The Revenant was an early 4K disc. I mean, that one still stands out as one of the better ones that's ever been put out. But that's where I was like, oh, okay. I've seen this movie. I've seen it in theaters. Yeah. This might look better than what I saw in the theater in my home. That's what sold me. Yeah. A good outdoor setting movie. Like there, there's nothing like it in 4k. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think kick-ass was the first 4k that I got and, you know, credit to okay. Lionsgate for always affordably pricing their <laughs> 4ks and stuff. They do. Uh, cause I think kick-ass was like 1799 or something at Walmart. So, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I can get down with this price point, you know, for 4K. So I picked that one up first. And then I started to get into steel books. Um, and I bought the Wonder Woman steel book. And at that time, I didn't know, I knew steel books from gaming and stuff, but yeah. I didn't know they existed. I didn't know about all the Best Buy exclusive steel books and stuff. So when I walked in there to get that, started to notice other stuff. I'm like, oh, this has been going on for a while. And then I just started paying attention to the steel books coming out and I got addicted to those for a while, kind of calmed down on those for a little bit, but then Lionsgate came back in and got me addicted to them again. Uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I was, I was the guy who was at Best Buy every week. Like I need the new steel book. I'm at target getting the target steel books when they had them and they had some cool ones back in the, like you'd get like I remember the Interstellar Blu-ray Steelbook had like an IMAX like film reel piece in it that they'd give you. Like they had some cool incentives. I was always there, and then I got burnt out by the just like the the rush of it all and the you know now now I'm fighting just to get a movie, and like it's becoming an inconvenience almost. Yeah. Like I don't know if you felt that way, but it just got like overwhelming, and people were yeah. the scalping and everything else. And I do feel like Lionsgate saved it a little bit. Like those are. They've had a few that kind of went out of print like quickly, but then they usually come back. Like they've been good about keeping those yeah, in stock their and making second them runs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't even know existed. If you look, somebody who somebody told me this in the podcast that they have like a yeah. first print run on the spot. I didn't know something. that either. Um, yeah, somebody told me that uh, on on one of my roundtables one month. They're like, "Do you know they have first pressing right here?" And I looked at it. I was that's like, wild. "Holy crap!" Yeah, <laughs> crazy. I was like that's awesome. Yeah, um, that is a really unique thing they do. But uh, yeah, I've been grabbing those pretty much every single one for since 2021 when they started getting really cool. And, uh, you know, uh, Apocalypse Now and um, mm. the Rand Steelbook, all that stuff. I was like, this artwork's like incredible. And like, these are only $19.99. Now they have upcharged them like $2 since then, but hopefully it doesn't get yeah. too much worse. But I think they kind of wised up. Maybe we're selling these for a little bit too cheap. Yeah. I mean, that's still pretty good though. They're, uh, they're sitting yeah. at like 22 bucks and I mean, 4k steelbook with that pack. I mean, I remember paying $35 for Marvel oh, yeah. Blu-ray steelbooks. So, you know, I'll, I'll take that all day. Like I, I do give Lionsgate props. They, they do sell it at a fair price point and some, even their box sets, like uh, the hunger games one, the Rambo one, like, 
those aren't even too bad for what they are. Yeah. Yeah. That, that Rambo box set's incredible too. Yeah. I saw it up on yourself. I got very lucky with that. Uh, somebody sent me that, uh, one of my subscribers, very generous subscribers, because I did not get it when it first came out. So I was yeah, extremely lucky in getting that because I know it's very hard to find now. Yeah, it's become, well, I guess they're doing, they're going to be doing something new, but I, I don't know. That one's so nice. I don't know if I could give it, like, I don't know if I have a need to upgrade because that that whole package, I mean, that's, I look at that one and I look at Hunger Games and I look at what Lionsgate is doing and I'm like, they're they're not the biggest guys out there. So yeah. if if they can do it, why why can't everybody else do it and give us that same <laughs> care? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just crazy that certain studios, certain labels, it's like, you know, they don't have near the amount of people working on these, the funds, the marketing, any of that stuff that other labels have. So I just, I don't know what's going on, but Lionsgate's been one of my favorites the last couple of years because they, I, I just feel like they cracked the code. They were like, well, it's collectors. That's who's buying right now. So let's yeah. make sure we appeal to them. Yeah. Um, I think that's uh Sony and Paramount starting to catch on a little bit. Yeah. Uh, with that, you know, Paramount starting to do slip covers on their steel books. Uh, not everyone, mm-hmm. but that Flashdance steel book they did was was beautiful. Um that that was a really cool one. And they're, you know, adding in new special features on their stuff and they're getting uh, you know, better packaging, so I think that that Sony and and Paramount has started to kind of follow suit with what Lionsgate's doing a little bit, but Warner Brothers and, and Universal and Disney, of course, and stubborn. <laughs> well, I have I have high hopes. I, I have hopes for Disney. I, I really hope the change in leadership changes things. I don't know. Yeah. You know, we hear we hear things coming out of that and it's like, okay, that's encouraging, but you know, we still haven't seen any physical proof of that. So I'm kinda I'm kinda waiting. But their Cinderella 4K was very good. That was nice. That was solid. So, you know, that that made me feel good. I was like, okay, they, you know, corrected some of those issues and put out a good release that took care. Um, I wish they had made it available to everybody um, a little bit sooner. I hope yeah. they don't go that route because I had to get that. I had to buy it from somebody who had a Disney movie club membership and then have them ship it to me. And it was a whole thing because yeah. I wanted to check it out. But yeah, I, I hope the that's not thing. the way they go. I was like, come on, Disney, you're releasing this nice release, <laughs> but right. it's not for everybody. Uh, yeah, I would, I would hate to see that become the norm. I yeah. really hope it's not because I hear, I think it was Snow White supposed to be coming or maybe I'm misremember. I think Snow White's supposed to be coming too yeah. and I'm nervous they're going to do the same thing, which I think just, it just hurts because why, why limit access? Like, yeah. It's sort of just like Disney Plus. It's like you, you need to subscribe to something in order to get our content. Well, that that defeats the whole purpose. Like we don't want to necessarily pay subscription fees here. We're trying yeah, we, to just we buy can just, stuff. We can just pay for it outright and get the right. product. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's weird. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I hey, I don't understand a lot of what's happening. But I we're getting to the point though where Disney just owns so much yeah. that it's like all the high profile releases are going to get released from everybody else. And we'll just, all we'll have left to get, to look forward to and get excited about is Disney stuff that they're holding out. Um, so yeah, yeah that whole, the whole Fox catalog just 
It's like what's the all the big and, titles I feel like are are with them that we're just waiting for chopping well, up a the, bit to get our hands on. Yeah, um, the ones that everybody want. Yeah, if you look at a list of like, well, most people's list of like, here's the ten movies I want on 4K, or even just like, give me a Blu-ray release. Yeah, it's it's like eighty percent of it's usually Disney or Fox or you know one yeah. of the labels underneath I, I, them. I started a series on my channel just talking about movies that we need on Blu-ray. And it's like, I don't even mean to do it, but I'll get into it. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, this one's Disney. This one's Disney. Yep. And it's like 90% <laughs> Disney every single time. Yeah. Um, they, so the video they just turns up. into a Disney rant video by the end of it. And I don't even mean to do it, but it's just, it's the way it is. Well, it's, yeah, it's the reality for, for people in this world is like, they're the one holdout. It's, yeah. it's really odd because they've always been going all the way back to, like I, I talked about this in my Cinderella review, but like I have a Cinderella laser disc set that has like, it's got like a huge booklet and like lithographs and art. And uh, I mean, all the way back to those days. And then obviously they dominated VHS and they dominated DVD and they did like, you know, Sapphire diamond platinum, like five different Blu-ray editions. And they were just like, yeah, we're good. I think we'll stop now. Like it made, <laughs> it made no sense. Yeah. And now they got those, uh, I think they're ugly, but some people like them. But those steel books they released, the silver ones with the little mm, thing yeah. in the middle. And I'm like, I can't. Some people can't. like them. They say they look classic. You know, no hate, no against anybody that likes them. But and then all the ones they got at Walmart, they're like these little, look like little Digipack things or something. I'm like, I don't mm. know. This is just crap. Just crap. Yeah. I think to those me, steel, but I, I don't know if you ever had those like old Disney. They, they had like those Disney tins yeah. that had a bunch of old DVDs. Like, I, I think that's what they're going for, but I, I hate to I look at silver steel books. I really, I got an ET yeah. one that I got at FYE for like five bucks and it's, I hate it. <laughs> it's the ugliest thing. I well, just, I just want artwork to hell. There. Yeah. Yeah. The art, I mean, that's right. That's why we buy it. Like the steel book is unique and that you have this like full canvas inside and out and they do some awesome stuff yeah, imagine like, some disney steel books with like actual good artwork like Lionsgate, right. like for stuff right. like cinderella or moana or toy story just I totally see it like yeah, yeah like i know cinderella mondo like, and stuff does stuff like that we get stuff like that overseas but yeah it's I'm hoping Bob Iger steps up and is like, oh, okay, this Disney Plus thing is maybe not the most profitable the way that we're going. So, yeah. you know, he did mention legacy home media. I don't know what that means to him exactly. I Maybe they'll put out VHS tapes again, but it's, yeah. I, anything's better than nothing. I was just hoping that his comments didn't mean, oh, we're just going to have more Marvel and Star Wars stuff re-releases. <laughs> Of the same crap. I would love like a Disney presents line or something like Paramount presents, go back and release like blank check or something. Give that like a nice, uh, criterion style edition with like a bunch of special features. And I feel like that would sell. I feel like people will have enough nostalgia for the nineties right now that, that, that would sell. I think so. I mean, the nostalgia factor I think is huge and why people collect physical media anyway. It's like, as, I've always felt like, well, as the video stores disappeared, uh, myself and a lot of others, I think were like, 
kind of missing that experience. And so next best thing is, well, you just try to build your own little video store in your basement, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's essentially what it becomes. I mean, I got I got spinning towers and everything because I thought those <laughs> were cool, just like the video stores used to have. And like, yeah. you know, I just want to browse the racks on a Friday night and be like, oh, what are we, we going to pop out tonight and watch? And yeah. you miss that. And Disney, I think, yeah, if they did like a Disney Presents or – who I wouldn't mean, buy then, like a big box set of the Mighty Ducks or something? Come on. Right, right. And that's another one that like I had to get from Disney Movie Club. And I'll be honest, a lot of those Disney Movie Club Blu-rays, it's it might as well be DVD. Like I stopped buying them because they clearly mm-hmm. don't put like, there's not a lot of effort behind those. Yeah. There's usually no special features. And the transfer is definitely very old and just kind of got ported over to, to Blu-ray from wherever they had it. You know, they don't, they make them available just through the club, but even those are just lackluster. Like you can tell there was no effort. From what I remember, I, d- I don't believe it looked too good on Disney Plus either. Cause I was watching, um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Honey, I Blew Up the Kids. I don't remember those looking too well on streaming. Yeah. No, um, they, they don't. I feel like so, they haven't just put a lot of care into like preserving those and especially the live action stuff. Like I know they're, they're animated stuff. They, they're pretty good about. Yeah. But the live action stuff, and then you know, people and then you would get go worried nuts about, for that, right? Like, we're, I feel like we're coming out of the the eighties nostalgia so. phase, and like we're getting ready to enter the nineties nostalgia phase, and yeah. like people are going to go crazy for that. I feel I like mean, they would. If you gave me a nice Mighty Ducks box set with some, you know, sweet packaging, and maybe they throw in a little collectible or something with it, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm there day one, and I I can't imagine that doesn't sell more than most titles sell like they i don't know they're sitting on a gold mine to be honest you'd even go back further to like the you know 60s and 70s the herbie movies and darby o'gillis and the little people i don't have a lot of nostalgia for that but i know that people that probably do people do especially people that collect now um well and and people just collect disney period like put disney on anything put disney on a plastic cup and they're like well i gotta have it so you know it's it the disney collector i I look at the sales numbers every week for like blu-ray and dvd and it's like you know they're down they're down they're down and i just keep looking at the gap and i keep thinking like disney could fill this gap like you could if if disney got back into this they're the ones that are missing that's like yeah it's down 20 percent from last year and down 40 percent from three years ago and it's like well Where's Disney? Disney could fill that in right now. They are the biggest entertainment company in the world and they're not participating. I mean, I love Disney. I went to Disney World last December and it was a truly magical experience. Like it's, it's it's really (laughs) great. At the same time, I also loathe Disney (laughs) for for them holding (laughs) out on all this stuff. Um, Yeah. Did did you go to Star Wars? Yes. I wrote Galaxy's (sighs) Edge and. Uh, it Boy. was incredible. Um, the Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy roller coaster is probably the best roller coaster I've ever rode in my entire life. Really? It's is incredible. that so? They have like a new Marvel section now too, right? So Guardians of the Galaxy was in Epcot. I think it was. They got a few Marvel things sprinkled in there, but it's it's not like a whole Marvel Marvel Land or anything like uh, Star Wars is. Star Wars wow. like you're walking around in like Mos Eisley cantinas and. Um, I gotta go. They got the blue milk that you can stop yeah. and get, which is pretty good, but it's not as good as I was hoping it would be. Uh, <laughs> but you can get the green milk and all that stuff too. It, it was really cool, really cool. We built yeah, a lightsaber that's... for my son, and yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. 
pretty awesome. Yeah, that is once once my kids are old enough that they get it. Yeah, we waited a while to to take our kids, but we finally we were going to go before the pandemic, and then that kind of just shifted everything. So we ended up finally getting to go last year. Oh, jealous! That's that's like the biggest reason I want to go is the Star Wars thing because yeah. it just looks like. It's really. I, I don't cool. know. There's there's nothing else like it. You just walk into like Star Wars world. I I watch all these videos about it, and I'm like, damn, it's like walking Tatooine. Like this is incredible. Yeah, it, it's really wow. cool. Really cool. So yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm like, I love Disney, and I love a lot of their properties, and I I love a lot of Fox stuff too, which gets tied up in this, and I love a lot of Touchstone movies, which get tied up in this, and I'm just like, there's so much love for their content, and so much nostalgia, and I guess we can we can stop ranting about disney but they gotta fix it <laughs> it's hard it. it really is hard. i know it's hard not to They've get upset about all this i know well speaking of speaking of getting upset there's some <laughs> uh there's been there's been some upset people recently we've been talking bootlegs and boy i'll say why do you hate I, bootleg blu-rays jeff i i'll say this all right here's here's my thing on the bootlegs I did not know that a lot of stuff was going on. I just was like, I'm seeing a lot of bootlegs recently and they kept popping up. So I was like, well, I'm going to give my opinion on it. I should have known better than to give an opinion on the internet. That was my first mistake. Second mistake was I maybe should have, if I had known everything that was going on, I maybe would have like laid that out a little bit better than kind of just being like off the cuff. Like, here's what I think. But I think your video like makes a ton of good points. And I don't know if people just, I mean, this is typical of the internet, right? People just, they saw the title of the video and probably said, this guy hates this stuff. Right. But a lot of what you said, like I totally agree with. And I I liked like your response made a lot of sense. And I'm like in the same boat where talking Disney, like I would 100% buy star Wars despecialized bootlegs because i yeah, know I that's it was the common and they got that I, I haven't seen that anywhere i haven't even seen anybody show that off i haven't really either um i've been searching those i've been hunting those down there are files online where you could like make your own but i'm like i don't feel like i'm smart enough to do that so yeah. i just want somebody to put it on a disc for me but like that and you know like you said like if these get an official release like i'm gonna go out and support them and that's pretty much what I said in my video. And I don't, maybe people just, they didn't get to that point and they were like, this guy hates everything. <laughs> but, but that's, I mean, I totally agree with you. Like it makes perfect sense to, to buy them and have them on your shelf. And there's no harm in that. The only harm comes if, you know, eventually they do put something out and you're like, eh, I don't need that. I got the bootleg, you know, that I yeah. bought. Cause, cause then, then that sucks. Then that does hurt. And then like, we're not going to get the next thing because nobody bought that one. So that's all I was really worried about. <laughs> and yeah. boy, did that blow up. So I just wanted to make that clear and also say like your video was a great response. And I, I, I honestly didn't expect you to even know, notice it or watch it. Oh, I, so. <laughs> I, no, I want, Hey, I, I watch the stuff, you know, I, I, I watch other people's stuff. Cause I am interested in like, yeah. I think that's the beauty of it's, it's the beauty and the harm to the internet is like, everybody can have an opinion. Everybody has a platform now, which is great because I watched your video and another guy made one. And I was like, you know what? Yes. Like they have some really good points that I probably should have elaborated on a little bit more 
or you know been a little bit more concise in my my argument or opinion um and that's the beauty of it but boy i think people just wanted to be like all right everybody everybody drop the like let's fight now and it's like that's that's not what it's about like we're all just sharing opinions no no and that's that's what i wanted to get across in the video in the beginning it was like look we all just we all have opinions and we're all sharing them it doesn't i'm not trying to go at anybody i'm not trying to go against jeff or anything he does i just i've got some thoughts on it so you know the same as me when you have thoughts on something just that's why we do this right like i wouldn't be on the internet showing my face if i didn't want to get my thoughts and opinions out there um so yeah, um, but the whole like bootleg thing—it's—it's it's something I noticed as soon as I got on Instagram, and uh, yeah. I think like 2016, 2017, people like bootlegging Netflix shows and and movies, and I'm like, I never really had any interest in purchasing any of that stuff just because I I would want legitimate versions in my collection. So I've never yeah. actually bought a bootleg Blu-ray, but I did have somebody make some, send them to me a lot of them and I'm happy to have them <laughs> because yeah. some of these are movies that I, I honestly don't feel like we'll ever get uh, Blu-ray releases like yeah. uh, the stupids with, with Tom Arnold <laughs> or, or the Beverly Hillbillies unless Disney yeah. really starts to buckle down. What I think the stupids is Warner brothers. Actually, that would be a great Warner archive release. Um, yeah. Uh, but Beverly Hillbillies and, I think Encino Man will happen at some point. I do. But, I hope so. Um, yeah, some of those I just I don't know. Nothing to lose with Martin Lawrence and Tim Robbins. I got it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy to have them because they they look good. You know, good enough. That, I, and that I feel like that's a crazy thing about the whole the whole bootleg thing that I I wish I had maybe talked about was like they do look good because I do have some. I'm not gonna yeah. like I have some that people probably send as good to me as Dis- as Disney would. We'll yeah. Do. I mean, I've, yeah. I've never bought any, but somebody subscriber sent me a bunch and like, I have, it was a lot of horror stuff. Um, it was like, well, dead alive and bad taste, which like, please get those out. Like they've been rumored to be coming to 4k for like yeah. literally a decade. Um, prom night two was another one, which I'm like, God, how I has, love like, that. I yeah. Love how that. has like scream factor? Somebody not picked well, that Terror up. Vision like, really is put out that vinyl. Over the weekend, I which I was paying attention to because I, I love that and movie. I I, like, I've still never seen the original Prom Night with Jamie Lee really? Curtis, but oh, I watched Prom Night 2 like 50 times when I was a kid. <laughs> and I think it's because like maybe the video store didn't have the first Prom Night. I, I, I don't know. I have all these like weird gaps from certain franchises that I don't even really understand how, how it happens. But um, so, yeah, when I saw them put out that vinyl, I was like, oh, is there going to be maybe renewed interest in prom night yeah. two maybe somebody will that, put it out i don't know that would make sense for their label too to do it i mean somebody's got to do it i think that movie is it's it's one of those sneaky ones i think would sell a bunch when you announce it because all of a sudden you're gonna have people coming out of the woodwork like oh yeah. i remember that like yeah that was awesome and like it's not one that immediately comes to mind for a lot of people but i think if you presented it in front of them yeah you'd be you'd be getting the sales but yeah i mean i have I have that and like I think this guy gave me like alligator and that was before then, then scream did an actual release, which I went and got. So, you know, it's a great release. It, but it is a good point that like, they look, they look pretty good. And I'm like, how, why can't the actual people involved just do this? Because if some guy in his basement can do it, you're telling me that, (laughs) you know, Disney, Warner brothers, Paramount, Sony, they can't get some of these movies out there. 
and have them look, you know, we're not always asking for, I think this is a common thing I hear too, is like, it's not 4k, I'm not buying it, which I, I hate that argument because you're not going to be buying a lot of stuff. If that's the case, there's a lot of stuff that's yeah. never getting that far, but like, just give me a solid Blu-ray release. And I see people doing it and it's like, where did they even get this? You know, they ripped this off the internet somewhere and it got compressed down and thrown on a disc, a bootleg. And like, you know, this looks better than it looks on the streaming. So why can't, I don't know why they won't do it, why they can't do it. Some sort of manufacturer on demand thing, I think would go a long, long way to help everybody out. Just like, yeah, absolutely. Put your vault out there and let us pick and choose and then just burn it. Just like these guys do just burn it and throw it in a case with some average artwork. We just want to own it. Like we're not asking for collector's editions, limited editions of all this stuff. If we get it, that's great. But like, that's the whole thing with the bootlegs and I get it. It's an ownership thing. Like you just want to, you want to own it hundred percent. I'm, I'm in that same boat. I want to own it too. Yeah. Um, for me, it's just the more and more I think about it. It's just, you feel like this stuff's just being ripped away from you and it's, it's being put on the, yeah. put on the internet. And it's like, how far does that go? You know, when, right. when, when do we draw the line? them taking away physical, you know, things from us. Is it when we're yeah. hooked up to tubes and we're not actually eating food anymore? <laughs> we're just like in right. food simulations. Uh, we're not Whoa. going to Disney World. We're putting on a VR headset in our house, riding a roller coaster. It's like, where where do we draw the line? I don't know. It's just something no. I think about often. I'm with you and all this AI At stuff. At what point does our out? consciousness just get, are, yeah. and we just truly are in the matrix. <laughs> Right. And we don't even live our lives anymore physically. That is like, and that is the scary thing is like, there are people, there are people trying to make that happen. And I, I don't know why, but like, obviously you know, it's I getting work, into conspiracy theory territory there, but it's, well, it, I mean, you, it you watch is, all these sci-fi shows and it just feels like yeah. it's a real possibility the way you see things no, but, going. It's becoming real. There's some stuff like right now, like I work from home, my, my day job, I work remotely. Like my company is in, I'm in New Hampshire. They're in Philadelphia. I've only been there once I'm working remote and I see these articles and there's like companies who are trying to now like send VR headsets out to remote workers so that you can pop them on and like be in a virtual office with your coworkers. And I'm wow. like, that is, that is a nightmare. Like yeah. that is, <laughs> that's where I will say, okay, I'm, I'm done. I think I'm just going to make YouTube videos and let leave me alone corporate world. Cause I'm not putting on a VR headset for eight hours yeah, a day. Absolutely not. Did you but ever watch real. the the show severance on Apple TV plus? I have not seen that yet, but people say it's fantastic. Yeah, it, It's a really good show. Uh, it's got Adam Scott in it, but it's basically yeah. about the separation from your personal life to your work life. And when you walk into work, like you. Or basically a different person. You don't remember mm -hmm. your life at work and you don't remember your life at home. So it's a, it's a really interesting show. Um, it, it feels that way. A yeah. lot of days you, you do have to like, even when I was going into an office, it was like you, you're two different personalities and now you're merging that with the internet and technology. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just ready for the day where it's like, I mean, it'll start to hurt movie theaters potentially. Cause it's like, well, I put on my VR headset and I watch a movie with my friends in a movie theater. Yeah. And I've not, I haven't tried that yet. I'm super interested to try it to see like, is it really that good or not? Um, I've gone back and forth about like, I should buy one of these and like <laughs> do some videos about it. Cause I think it would be a cool series, but 
Yeah. I'm nervous. Like there's a generation coming up. That's just like, they literally watch movies with their friends in VR. Like this is a thing happening right now. And so you don't go to the movie theater with your friends anymore. You hop on FaceTime or whatever, and you watch it on a headset. Yeah. I mean, just look what happens, what's happened with video games. We all used to play video games on our couch together, you know, hook right. our Xboxes right. together and play Halo 2. Yeah. My son doesn't Those do were the that. Days. He goes to his friend's house now every now and then because we kind of, you know, try to set those meets up. Um, but most of the time he's playing with us. He's got all his friends in a discord group on his computer and they're playing Xbox, Fortnite and, yeah. and, and everything together. So, yeah, that whole virtual, I guess it's us, uh, us old guys shaking our fists. who are going to keep the physical stuff alive. It, it but. feels like that sometimes, but <laughs> damn it's, it's, it, it feels right. You know, it, it does. No, it, it definitely does. You know, oh. you, you got to be able to, that's a human part of it. Like that's, that's where I make the connection to. I don't have a connection to a digital, you know, I've, I've got digital movies on movies anywhere or whatever. And I have zero connection to that. I have Netflix. I got Disney. I have Amazon. I have no connection, but I come down to my basement. I'm like, this is, it's an extension of you. It's a human, it's a human thing. Collection. It's like freaking cavemen collecting sticks and rocks. Like we've all been doing it. We've been doing it for tens of thousands of years. It's human. And I, I do feel like I'm afraid we're losing that. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I did want to ask you about, you know, what are, what are some of the the big releases lately that you've been really loving? We talked a little vinegar syndrome, but any that really stuck out to you, any favorites lately, any recent pickups and then, uh, you know, favorite labels or anything that you're excited about? Um, I'm a favorite labels, 100% vinegar syndrome right now. Wow. They Uh, sold you quick. (laughs) They did. It's they they converted you. When I, when I look at month to month, I'm like, what am I getting the most excited about? I have to, I have to say vinegar syndrome. Um, it's like scream factory is arrow criterion. They're doing a lot of re-releases, which is fun. I don't, I don't have an issue with that. Like, like a lot of people do where everybody's doing re-releases. I mean, studios are doing them. We don't seem to get worked up about that. Well, it's um, the nature of the business. But it's just you're waiting for these month-to-month announcements, and then it's something from Screen Factory that came out two years ago that's getting a 4K <laughs> now, and we were doing right. 4K two years ago. I think that's why it rubs people the wrong way. Um, yeah. But I just checked out The Haunting of Julia last night from Screen Factory, and that was a new nice uh, release from them, and it looked really good. And it's, uh, I'm not going to say it's a great horror movie from the 70s, but I did enjoy it. It's got Mia Farrow in it, and she was very good. So I would recommend this. It's got all new special features and... Uh, new audio commentary. So it, it feels That's like on my short list, you know, we don't always get that. Cause when screen factor yeah. arrow or criterion does a 4k, they don't give you anything new. Um, right. So I appreciate a screen factor with new special features. Um, I don't know if you checked out dragon slayer from Paramount. I have. Yeah. I haven't filmed a, a review video for it, but I popped it in last week. That's a nice, is that the steel book with the slip cover? No, this is just the 4k. Just okay. The, Cause they have, mm-hmm. they did a steel book slip. That's the version I, thought I about, got. I was, thought about getting that one. Yeah. Um, but this was great. I thought it looked great. I thought it sounded great. Like the dragon and, and Dolby Atmos just was incredible. Um, yeah. and they added in seven new special features. So this is paramount's attempt to mean, that like, you know, almost going a little boutique because yeah. they're doing new special features, um, you know, and the, the packaging, the artwork's really cool too. So, 
Yeah, I give it to Paramount for this one because this might be one of my favorites of the year for sure. Nice. Um, Death Wish was a good one from Kino Lorber. It's probably probably the best Kino Lorber this year, I, w- I would say. But I haven't checked out yeah. Marathon Man yet either. Um, like best looking? and every, It, lo- like it looked great. Wise? There wasn't, uh, I think there was a new audio commentary in it. But other than that, it was a little lackluster on the special features. But yeah, I thought it looked great. Thought it looked great. Really, okay. really cool movie. Um, to my Kino list. Of course, I'll, I'll throw Second Sight in there with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. 4K. This was, to me, I, I don't know how you if you got it or watched it yet or how you yep. feel about it, but it looked pretty similar to the Dark Sky one that we got. Um, maybe a tad better, but like you can't beat the Second Sight packaging. It's, yeah. I, I just got mine on... I got mine like three or four days ago. I popped it in over this weekend. I thought the same thing. Like, and, and it sort of depends on your taste too. Like the Dark Sky one feels a little bit more grindhouse, like almost like Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. should maybe feel. And the second site looks like, yeah, they did a little bit of like extra cleanup. They did a, the color grades like a tiny, tiny bit. Different. It looks a little bit cleaner but I almost don't know if I like that for Texas Chainsaw because it's supposed to be kind of grungy and, you know, that's grimy and grungy and that's the whole thing. It's a grindhouse movie. So, but the packaging, yeah, I mean, you can't, if you have to pick one. I wasn't sure how I I felt about the red and white for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but when I got it in person, I was like, this is beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if, if I had to pick one, I think I'm going with that, but yeah, the 4k wise, it's kind of, you know, And everybody it's about was, as good as it can be. I think there was a misconception with that documentary. It's on both of those, but I've heard people say it's only on the Dark Scout one. But it was a second sight produced documentary that's on, right. on both of them. So I don't know if they were in cahoots together making that they had to be because I mean, Dark yeah. Sky's got second sight documentary on there. Um, but uh, what else did I have here? Dawn of the Dead was a really good Screen Factor release, it looked amazing. Um, I thought I looked head and shoulders above the, the Blu-ray that they put out. Uh, so that, that was a cool upgrade that they Interesting. did uh, for sure. Uh, from I beyond. was kind of, I was iffy on Dawn of the Dead cause I wasn't, the way it was shot, I wasn't sure if it was going to be worth. It really looked great. Um, yeah. Okay. Really looked great. Uh, and then from beyond and, and sidekicks were two that, that I would yeah. recommend for sure. Yeah. That um, from beyond artwork's insane. Yeah, it, it's great, and I'm loving what Vinegar Syndrome's doing because I also have Primal Rage here, uh, which is a oh, goofy horror yours? movie. Um, I'm waiting for mine in 4K. I, I thought it looked great. Um, the movie's not great, but it's got some cool like Halloween vibes to it because like the last 20 minutes is like a Halloween dance. So it, mm. it's got some cool Halloween vibes. But I'm loving what Vinegar Syndrome's doing with their features because they're just doing straight up like hour and a half documentaries on a lot of their stuff now. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Like freeway Two and from beyond and primal rage. Um, so they're, they're doing just some excellent work all around, I think. So that's pretty much all the recommendations I've brought over. Okay. I like it. I actually don't have most of those. I got a, I got a couple, but haunting of Julia was definitely on my list. Cause I like, I like 1970s horror a lot. That's a vibe for me. And yeah, yeah, that, plays into that like the stuff ty west's been doing lately too i really like i I like all of his stuff because it's kind of 70s house of the devil and um i got a real soft spot for that so i haven't actually i've never seen 
the haunting of Julia or I think full circle, I think is like the other, it's got like a yeah, weird it's got other another title. title. I'll tell you one thing. The opening of that movie is brutal. So prepare yourself for it. It's one of the most brutal openings I've ever seen, especially as a parent. I won't go okay, into anything I was gonna say, else. Like, like parent wise. That's it just uh, like, I was like, Oh my God, just the way that they did it. I was, yeah, it was brutal. So I can't um, watch it. My wife. Yeah, it was. She hates that stuff. Like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> I, I seen that you're going to have the guy from Radiance on on your show soon, so I or maybe he's been on there by now. But I, I'll throw out a yep. Radiance title that I just watched, the uh, the Sunday Woman, which kind of had some mm-hmm. some real Giallo vibes. I would say yeah. it's it's more detective, um, you know, mystery kind of thriller than slasher, but it's uh, gave me some Giallo vibes. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet like those those Italian crime movies are. Yeah. I mean, they're cool movies. They're cool I like flicks. the Italian stuff. That's probably my, yeah. of all the international cinema, probably my favorite. Probably the one I gravitate yeah. to the most. I've got the, uh, oh my God, what's the name of it? The Yakuza. Uh, now I'm forgetting the name. I just know it's a Yakuza movie from from Radiance. Graveyard of the Yakuza. It's, an, it's another Japanese crime title that I've got coming my way Yeah, um, that I ordered from them. So... Yeah, they're they're cool. He actually, by the time this airs, yeah, he will have been yeah. on. But shout out to Fran and and Radiance because uh, hey, anytime we get a cool new label, we're all for that. And I believe that was I don't have it in front of me right now. I think that was a global Blu-ray premiere too. Yeah, I think this one think actually comes that. out um, next week, or it's already out. It's already out now. <laughs> Because this, this episode will be out and probably <laughs> it comes out weeks. next next week as of recording, but yeah. it is available now if you're listening to this. Yeah. yeah, for us it comes out next week. For everyone listening, uh, you can go grab it right now. Yeah, um, but yeah, those are solid picks. I think I got a few to to check out. Um, you know, lately Dragon Slayer was definitely a good one. I liked that a lot. Um, Second Sight, Second Sight blows me. I don't know if you have Martin from second side i do but. have martin um it's been sitting underneath my 4k player for a couple of weeks i'm trying to get to it that things keep <laughs> yeah. taking priority over it but uh i need to that check was, it out that was solid i mean the movie you know if you like romero's stuff i think you'll enjoy it. i mean i don't think the movie's not winning any awards or anything but it's an interesting sort of you know you think romero you think zombie so his take on vampires and it's kind of like a character study almost too but yeah. That's a just the restoration, the the fact that that even exists is incredible. So I'd recommend that one for sure. Yeah, uh, what what, that what was it on? Did that even have a I guess it had a DVD release maybe? It just had DVDs. DVD. Yeah, it was um it was like just kind of floating around out there. The DVDs looked really rough cuz it's just a 16 millimeter film. So, you know, it didn't have great restoration. Um the best copy that I'd actually seen of it was a YouTube guy um I don't know what the channel name was, but there's a YouTube rip of it. That's like Martin Blu-ray high quality, like whatever the title was, but like that was the best looking version that literally existed before this. Like some guy who just, I don't know, restored it on his own on, on YouTube. And that looked okay. But yeah, the second site, the 4k, I mean, just, I mean, this is it. It's the peak. Like you, you're not going to get any better than that for Martin. Second site's really been ramping it up. They're, they're doing fantastic work. Um, I got into them with the guest 4K that came out because yeah. I love that movie so much. And when they released, yeah, that, I think I had that was to the first it. one I got to um, was the guest. But yeah, they they've got a killer year lined up. I wanted to get Picnic at Hanging Rock, but 
I looked at the price and that thing's going for like 70 bucks right now. I don't know why it's so much more expensive than everything else. I was yeah. like, I don't know if I need this. I haven't seen the movie. So that's the only thing with them is they are pricey. And then being that they're in the UK and we're over in the U S like there's, they're also not super easy to get a lot of times. Like, I don't think they ship from their site anymore. Is that right? Like, I think they, no, stopped. I got a Martin and Texas chainsaw from um, diabolic. Yeah. Order from them. That's, that's what I've been telling people diabolic or um, orbit DVD carries them every now and then out of North Carolina. Um, but yeah, they're hard to get. Like yeah. they're not, not super accessible, which sucks because they do, they do have some of the better, I mean, just packaging wise box sets, the booklets that come with the stuff. Like, I mean, it's loaded, loaded with stuff. The Martin, that's a movie that didn't have a Blu-ray release. They got a hundred page booklet on Martin. It's like, yeah. where'd you even find people? To write I don't know if I'll ever read that. the hundred, 200 page booklets, but I'm happy to have them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, someday. So Maybe when I'm older and have I nothing figure, else to do. Yeah, I'll take one up with me, me to the bathroom someday and read it. Yeah. <laughs> read it on the toilet. That's where go. I do my best reading anyway. There you um, go. But yeah, I mean, it's a great, it's definitely a great time to be a collector. And I mean, I know you, you preach this and I preach it, but I just want to make sure people know, like, this is, this is good. This is a great time. Like, let's try to stay, let's try to stay positive too yeah. out there in the community. You know, I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of people get caught up in the details, you know, and there's a lot of raving and ranting, but like, let's just keep in mind, there's a, it's a very small community of us. Um, it's an even smaller community of people who actually, you know, put their faces out there on YouTube and try to promote this stuff. And that's not easy to do. So, you know, let's try to keep it, let's keep it happy and positive because we are lucky. It's a good time to be into this stuff, I think. Oh yeah, I got into it at just the right time. I think you did. Yeah, <laughs> you you came in. You didn't have to deal with all the crappy like er, early Blu-ray releases. Yeah, I don't and, remember this stuff when I was a kid for sure. Yeah, no, no, and that's you know even laser discs and all the stuff they would put out. Like yeah, those were cool, but nobody's doing box sets and special editions like they are today. It just didn't exist. Just didn't. Nobody cared enough. It was for mass consumers, and now it's shifted. And I think. It's a great thing. So, yep. Anyways, Ken, thank you. Thank you so much for the conversation. Loved yeah. having you on. Love talking to a fellow collector and YouTube guy who gets it. Yeah. <laughs> gets, what, gets what we go through here online every day. So, absolutely, man. Um, I appreciate you inviting me on. Yeah. So, one more time, where, where can people find you? Um, social media, YouTube, the whole nine. And we didn't even mention, but you got a great channel with your wife, too. I should have mentioned, but married. Yes, Married with Media yes. is a great channel too, if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, uh, Married with Media is kind of, um, it was an idea that I had because my wife and I watch a lot of new movies and TV shows and stuff together. So we always sit on the couch and have conversations after they're over mm -hmm. with. So I was like, why don't we, you know, my idea was to do a podcast at first, but she uh, said she wanted to jump straight onto YouTube. So um, for her. it took me like a year or so to convince to even start doing anything but once i did she was she was into it so it's a fun thing that uh we can do together it is very different to record a video with two people i will say that yeah it does get difficult sometimes uh but but we have fun doing that and yeah we basically just talk about a lot of new movies and tv shows and stuff that we watch on on that channel but um my channel's mid-level media and that's on youtube and i'm on instagram and twitter and uh 
TikTok as well. I try to keep up mm-hmm. with TikTok, but that gets difficult. Um, it for does. Sure. Um, but yeah, man, I, I appreciate you having me on uh, for sure. Uh, I've definitely been following your channel for a long time. Um, so I am happy to be here on the Films at Home podcast for sure. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Same same here. I've been following yours since you started and um, I'm happy to come on again at any time and do something. So absolutely, definitely, you know, let's, let's link up and do some more together. I know there's a lot of I try to do as much as I can with so many different people. And so I do again. I can't believe I took till episode 39 to have you on. That's on me. <laughs> totally on me. But, but you had me on you. though. That's the I'm most glad we got thing. you back. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad I got you back and, and realized that I had a gap there of like, I like messaged like 20 people initially. and was like, I want you on and I'm going through the list and I'm like, oh shit. I just didn't <laughs> like, and you're, you're not alone, but I missed a couple of people. And I'm like, oh Jesus, I'm such an ass. I should have. <laughs> I told Sorry, these people man, they come I, on. It's been a year. I, I had the, the same stuff happen where so I'd be like, uh, I thought you were going to bring me crazy. on like three years ago. I'm sorry, yeah. man. <laughs> I got you. It's a lot. There's a lot of people you want to talk there's, to. There's so. a lot of great people and, and channels yeah. out there. It does get difficult for sure. For sure. So, yeah, appreciate it. Everyone go check out Ken's stuff, Mid Level Media, Married with Media. Follow him on social. We'll put all those links in the description. But, yeah. Thanks again, man. Stay in touch and let's just keep collecting and keep the keep the good vibes going in this community. I appreciate it. All right, everyone. So that's our interview with Ken. Like I said, great guy, super into collecting, loves his boutique stuff, is a huge supporter of physical media, has a great YouTube channel and a great channel with his wife, Married with Media, if you want to check that out. All kinds of great content over on his YouTube and his Instagram page. So go support him. Go check it out. But I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. I'll definitely be doing more with Ken. I'll probably hop over on his channel at some point in the near future now that we have a little bit more time on my end to do live streams. Um, That's been a huge... I haven't done a live stream in like six months because it's just crazy to try to do something live. The pre-recorded stuff like this always works out a little better for me. But hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you support Ken. And, And if you did like the episode, of course, subscribe. Subscribe here on YouTube if you want the video version. If you like the audio version and you're listening on Spotify, Apple, leave us a five-star review and follow the podcast there. That helps support us and get more listeners, so I appreciate that. And of course, have a great rest of your day. Stay safe, stay healthy out there, and I will talk to you all soon. Coming soon. Be sure to subscribe to the Films at Home podcast using your favorite app so you don't miss another episode. And while you're there, don't forget to rate and review this podcast, which helps us out tremendously. You can also help support us by watching our short-form content over on YouTube and TikTok by searching Films at Home. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at films underscore at underscore home. The intro and outro were created by Elon Osborne. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.